This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Thank you very much. I really always look forward to that drive down to Lakewood to speak to all of you. The energy that you all have, the war, the Kedushah, and coming to learn. And uh, I definitely, definitely miss that. But that's what we're going to speak about tonight. We're going to see a lot of people, a lot of people are very, very, uh, they're very depressed and uh, very upset and they can't dive in. In Shul, I spoke to last night, I spoke in Melbourne. In Melbourne, Australia, the government is not allowing them to dive in outside, inside. You have to be in your house. And um, there's not one minion, not one minion in Melbourne. And everyone has to dive privately. And if you don't know how to blow shofar, you're not going to be in the kind of the midst of shofar. What's going on? What does Hashem want? What's going on here? People are depressed. And, 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 and then someone said to me, you know, in the sign of Tokef, you know, it says, who's going to die in a plague? And all these years, plague, that was in the old days, you know, the black plague was in the old days. Now, today, you know, so maybe we didn't have enough kavana. we didn't think about the plague. I'm like, ridiculous. You think Hashem wants you to have kavana when you say about the plague? So tonight I'm going to try to help you get into Rosh Hashanah the whole different psychology, the real psychology. So let me tell you a story, very famous story, which will help us all. The story of the um, of the Noam Ali Melech and his brother Avisha. They were imprisoned in Poland for something they did not do wrong, and they put him in a little teeny cell. And in this cell was a bunch of non-Jews. And there was no bathroom. All they had was a steel pail. And in this steel pail is where everybody went to the bathroom. And Avisha was sitting in the corner crying hysterically. And the Naim Ali Melech went over to his brother. He said, Avisha, why are you crying? Have you not accepted the Gezerah from Hashem? He said, of course I accepted the Gzera from Hashem. But now that there's human waste, the halacha, the law is that you're not allowed to learn, you're not allowed to pray, you're not allowed to even think in your head. Varim when you're within four hours, eight feet of human waste. So we are now stuck in this prison, could be forever, who knows. You, we cannot learn. We cannot daven. We cannot even think about learning. Baruch Hashem, this Rosh Hashanah, we can learn. We can daven, maybe not with a minion, maybe not outside, inside, mass, no mass. But we can definitely have kavanah. That's why I'm broken. And the Noyim Ali Melech went to the corner and picked up this steel pail full of human waste. And he said, Rav Zisha, come, let's dance with the pail together. Zisha short, I don't know what happened to my brother. Said, what are you saying? He said, listen, said the Nehemiah. Let's say there was no pail in the room. The bathroom was outside. We could learn, we could daven, we could have machshava of Tyra. But we'd have to sleep. 
So we couldn't do it 24-7. We could do it 27, if we, 20 hours. Well, we have to sleep four hours. So now, because we cannot learn and we cannot think Torah and we cannot pray, why are we not praying and learning? Because the halacha is that you're not allowed to when there's human waste. So we're keeping a halacha every second. 24-7, every second, even when we're sleeping. Wow. Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. When Hashem looks like Rachamim, when Hashem looks like mercy, when Hashem looks like Din, it's all one God. It's all the same God. Hashem Echad, Yudke Vavke Echad, the real one that's hidden inside even Elokeinu is Rachamim. We say it every day. Three times a day. So they started to dance. And the non-Jews see these two Jews dancing with a pail of waste. And they look, you know what? We know these are holy rabbis. That's how they pray, the Jews. They never saw Jews pray. That's how they pray. They pray with waste, like Molech, you know, that Abu Dazara. And if we dance with the rabbis, then when the walls came in, because the angels are going to come to save the rabbis, because we're dancing, they'll save us too. And if you can imagine everyone in Panama, you can imagine what's going on in this little cell. You got the night of the mouth in the middle with, with Zisha dancing with a pail and around them are all these non-Jews dancing and everyone's dancing. So the prison guard opens the door and he sees, he sees that um, everyone's dancing. So he turns to one of the Goyim and he says, What's, what's going on here? Why are you dancing? They're like, oh, the holy rabbis, they're praying to God. You see that pail with the human waste? That's how they pray, and it's full of human waste. The walls of this prison are about to come down. And the God's like, really? Let me teach you all a lesson. And he says, give me that pail. And he takes the pail, and he goes outside, and he dumps it, and he washes it, and he scrubs it with steel wool, and there's not one fleck, not one drop of anything on there. And he comes back in and he hands it to Noam Elimelech from Zisha. He says, here, rabbis, now you can't pray anymore. And he says, anyone in this room who has to go to the bathroom, the second you finish going to the bathroom, you knock on the door, you give me that pail. They're never going to get a chance to pray again. And the Noam Elimelech and Zisha started to dance and to say, Shema Yisrael. Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. It's all one God. Whether you can daven and you can't daven, whether you're locked in a cell or you're standing by the cell, it's all the same. I have been at the Kotel Maravi since I'm 11 years old. I have not missed a Yom Kippur at the Kotel Me'ilam. That is... 52 years. Bako. 52 years. And it's the most amazing moment of my year. I am in the holiest country. I am in the holiest city of that country. I am in the holiest place of the holiest city. On the holiest day of the year, 
at the holiest part of the holiest day, which is Ne'ilah. And being that I'm a Kohen, I turn around as the sun is setting, because you have to do Bechai Kohanim before Shkia, and scream at the top of my lungs, Yivrecha Hashem Yishvarech, to bless the whole Klai Yisrael. And then scream as it darkens, Hashem Elokim, you're at the Kosel, the place is screaming, I'm climbing the wall. I'm in a different world. I don't even know if they do Bechaz Kahanam Ni'ilah. I've never been here since I'm 11 years old. So I called my Rebbe yesterday. And I said, Rebbe Gamliel, what am I going to do? What am I going to do Ni'ilah Yom Kippur? And he said something, and everyone in Panama listened very carefully. He said that Tefillah has to have Kavana, right? You face the east. Why do you face the east? Because Kavana is the way that prayer travels. Machshava in thought. So if you're facing the east and you're thinking about the, the, the Beis HaMikdash, you're actually in the Beis HaMikdash. You're actually in the Beis HaMikdash. Machshava is so powerful that if you're a Kohen in the Beis HaMikdash, and the carbon you're bringing is a kachik kedushim. You're allowed to eat it one day and one night. But in your mind, you're thinking you made a mistake. You think it's a kaddish kachik which you can eat two days in one day. It becomes something called pigle. You can't have it. You didn't say anything. You didn't do anything. Machshava. It was a. It was a thought. That's the power of the thoughts. He said. He said Zechariah Wallerstein, close your eyes while you're praying, and you can be in the base hamigdash. And you could be in the Yushalayim, and you could be in the Kotel. And you could be in your house if you're in Melbourne and close your eyes and you're in Shul with the greatest Sadiqim and the greatest people. That's the power of Machshava. And as far as Miba Magefa, wrong focus. The first thing in the Shana Tokef. Is me, Yichya. Who will live? And if the answer is you, you're not going to die in a Magefa or fire. And there's just these videos going around, fires and locusts and this and, 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 and hurricanes and people are broken. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's the wrong focus. The focus is me, Yichya. And if everyone that's watching right now, Amir Hashem, when you say in the Sanatika, if you're alive, you have to ask yourself, so many people died. Why am I alive? What's my purpose? What am I doing? And if I'm alive, that means that Hashem is saying, Hashem is saying, Rosh Hashanah, that last year my world could not exist without you. Because if it could, Hashem doesn't even have an extra blade of grass in this world. So a human being, he definitely doesn't have an extra human being. So each one of you that's listening tonight can look up and say, Hashem needed me in his world. Every day when you wake up, you wouldn't have woken up if he didn't need you in this world. But you need to figure out why. What am I doing here? It's a celebration of life, Rosh Hashanah. It's not a time to be broken. It's a celebration of Love, which I'll have two minutes. I'm going to go through a Rambam with you. It's a celebration of love. 
I don't, I don't understand. I never understood. L stands for I need me to my loved one and my loved one to me. That's how you prepare for your, for your, 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 your judgment day if you're going to live or die. That's how you prepare love. It should be I need Yira. I'm to, I'm to, I'm to Yira to, to awe, to, to fear. I need a Tshuva or Tshuva What's this love? What's going on here? A month of love? Is that what you do if you had a court case and they're accusing you and they're bringing you up on a death sentence? You'd be, hi, judge, I love you. What's up? You know, a bunch of love. A lot of love this month. You'd be shaking. You'd be doing the craziest tshuva. What's Anila Daidi with Daidi Lee? And you go to the court case, everyone. Minion, not minion, whatever, whatever Hashem decides. It doesn't matter. We're good. It's what he wants. I'll do whatever he wants. If he doesn't want me to be in shul, I'm going to do the best. I'm going to be I'm going to be dancing with a pail. I'll dance with a pail. Hashem Elkin, Hashem Echad. It's one God. Last year in a shul, this year not in a shul. Hashem Echad. There's nothing to worry about. So, you need to think about why am I here? What am I doing here? Why do I have life? It's a celebration of life. And you know what it says in the Shulchan Aruch? It says that when you come out of shul, after Musaf, after the shofar, you're supposed to go home and eat fat meat and wine. Now you tell me, I know that Dr. David Lieberman, who's a therapist, is listening. You tell me what guy walks out of a court case with the greatest prosecutor, prosecuting him with a death sentence, and not knowing what the judge is going to say, and he's like, okay, wow. They might, they might, they might, they might hang me. They might put me in the electric chair. So let's go out to eat. Let's get a fat steak. Let's get some wine. You'd be shaking. You'd lose 50 pounds of fear until you know the verdict. And the Shulchan Aruch says, go, go home. You made it. You did it. You have nothing to worry about. Take your family. Make a Shekhiyano the second night, Shekhiyano Kimanu. Everyone has to dance when they say that, that, I, that I'm alive. I met a Holocaust survivor, I know a Holocaust survivor that went through the worst. He lost everybody, everything and everybody. And he's a very firm man today, and he has children and grandchildren, and he learned. So I, I always like to talk to Holocaust survivors. And I said to him, like, how? How do you come out of that? It looks like Hashem just closed his eyes. You lost everybody, everybody died. And, and, and why would you come and, 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 and bring up a from family? Very from family. Kyle guys. And he said, Rabbi, you got it wrong. I'm not focusing. This is, I'm talking to everyone. Listen very carefully to what I'm about to tell you. This is the point. I'm not focusing on the six million that died. I'm focusing on the one guy that lived. And that's me. And if six million died and I didn't, then there's a reason that I have to be here. And I'm going to be the best one that I could be because I made it. So all those that are still here, even after such a terrible epidemic, don't focus on who died. We lost so many good and Sadiqim and people who give tzedakah and jobs and money. Don't focus on that. Focus on, but I'm here and I'm sitting at a table and I have food and I have a family. You're not, you're not, you're not in a camp. 
We're having a Rosh We are having a Rosh Hashanah. We have honey. We have apples. We have food. They didn't have that in Auschwitz. In fact, Hashem, for what you have, don't focus on who died. Focus on that you're alive. That's the focus. And what am I going to do? I did good stuff last year. You know what? Everyone focuses on their bad stuff. Very bad for depression. Like I did this and I did that. I did this. Yeah, you have to do tshuva. But what about the good stuff you did? Focus on the good stuff. I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to do it better. And I'm going to take it up a notch. And I'm going to do it more. That's what Hashem wants. They want a, b- a bunch of broken Jews coming to Rosh Hashanah. You're the king. What did you do to us? And I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to end. I'm going to tell you something that I said during this epidemic. Everybody's like, yeah, it's sneers, you're covering your mouth, it's Lush and Hara. Everybody has a reason. Everybody has a reason. It cannot be a punishment. I think that last Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur was the greatest Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur that the Jewish people ever had. Rabbi, what are you saying? We lost our jobs. So many people died. So many people suffering. So many people in pain. How can you make a statement like that? The most painful pains of childbirth is labor. It's not, it's not carrying the baby for the nine months. The most painful, painful thing is labor. But without labor, you don't get a child. If the woman doesn't go into labor, you have to do a whole cesarean. If I got to cesarean, we don't want to be taken out of Gullus with a cesarean. We want to be born, Mashiach should be born and come to this world naturally. There is no way that something bad could happen to our nation starting on Purim. Purim is the holiest day when God gave up on us. Everyone gave up on us. We had no leader. We did not like Mordechai. He got us into trouble. Esther invited Haman. We knew we had nobody in the White House. God said, Mordechai said in the VS, God wrote us off. And we said, you might have written us off, God, but we didn't write you off. And that's why Purim is greater than Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is only Yom Kippur. And everyone caught this disease on Purim. There's no way that on the holiest day of the year where we showed Hashem the most love that we ever showed, that he would punish us with this plague. If it's Purim, if you're a Jew and you believe what we believe, on the month of you bring a plague? No. If this would have started in Av, I'd be in a panic right now. But it started on Purim. You know why it started on Purim? Because Hashem decided on Purim that last Yom Kippur we did, Yom Kippurim and Purim are very connected. And therefore, it's time to go into labor. This is not a punishment. Yes, we lost a lot of people. And the Gemara says you're going to lose your Gedolim and your Tzaddikim and a lot of good people. And it's tragic and it's sad. And I'm not belittling it. But those are the people we lost. Focus on the people that are still here.
and that's all of us. And thank Hashem that you're here and that the beginning of the total world falling apart, the fiber of the world falling apart, of the false world falling apart, and that we're finally in the if of the Mashiach, and finally the Shechina, that's by the Kaisel, will be Megala. So I want to end, I know it's late, but you guys know in Lakewood, I always go over. And I want to tell you something else that's very interesting. I'm a Yekka, I'm German descent, and there's a minute where the Yekka is that, that beautiful minute that every child, Rosh Hashanah, Arab Rosh Hashanah, writes a note to their parent and puts it under the parent's plate. Beautiful. I used to do it for my father, or let it to my mother of thanks, and, and maybe if we would keep doing that, we would have lost all our kids and, and, and off to Derek, whatever it is. But it, it's our, it's our minig, and, and I think that everyone who's listening out there, if you have a parent, a mother and a father, you're lucky enough to have a mother and father, write something beautiful and put it under their plate. Your husband and a wife, write something to your wife. Wife, wife, write something to your husband. But I'd like to add something that was not a minig, a German minig, but it's a minig that's, that needs to start. And I've spoken about it, and a lot of people took it on. All you parents out there, write a note to every kid and put it under their plate. Imagine a table where everyone gets to open up their notes and read, maybe from a brother, from a sister, from a mother and a father, and read their notes. What a beginning of a year. What a What a crazy minute. It may not be a Panamanian minute, but it's a minute to start this year. And then write a letter to Hashem. And stick that letter in your tulin bag. And one day your tulin bag, talis bag, or a bag, will be filled with these letters that you wrote to Hashem. They'll take it to Shemayim. So, for the people who are worried, oh my gosh, Hashem, I don't have time to go to my shir. By the way, I'm inviting everyone in Panama, um, amazing this coming week, coming week, that we did a, we did a, because I couldn't travel, we couldn't do a Vino Malcano this year. We did an Avino Malcano event three hours a night, um, starting, starting some Gedaya through Matzi Shabbos, um, speakers and interviews in Chizik. I think my night is Wednesday night together with God Friedman, you're invited. Uh, I think it's a very eye-opener share. It's all online. The only night that's live is me and the Ben Shushan brothers, which will be um, Tzom Gedalia. You can go on. It's, it's, even if your time is different, you can go on. It's, it's, it, you can get it back. You can go back. Whatever it is, you just, you just go to, uh, you just go to ornava.com, O-H-R-N-A-H-B-A.com. But that's not, that, that's the reason I'm telling you this is because I will, I talk a lot about, about what I'm talking about and the love of Hashem and, this fear thing is not is not what we're taught we're taught we're taught that as kids, but that's not the that's not the relationship you're supposed to have with Hashem. So I just want to tell you all beautiful word that I just heard, and the word is like this: Every morning we say In there, he says he says over a story that um, that the uh, Noim the story of the Melach. So the whole Elul he was very depressed, very very depressed, and very anxious, and everybody it wasn't his normal way of being. He was always happy. And everyone was very nervous. There's going to be a plague. There's going to be a disaster. Um, big trauma to the Jewish nation. If the Noe Malimelech is, is disturbed, this, everyone's going to be disturbed. And they kept saying, and he said, whatever, I'm disturbed. It's a bother me. Rosh Hashanah at night, he was crying. He was disturbed. Everyone's like, wow, this is crazy. And then Rosh Hashanah morning, the first morning, 
he was saying this mission of Shuvah the wife of David, and all of a sudden when he got to when he got to Fitach Tisaki because Rainy Simcha, he started dancing, and the rest of Rosh Hashanah was amazing. They never saw him that happy. So at the end of Rosh Hashanah, his Talmudim they came to him and they said, they said to the name of the Melech, what, what what happened? What was going on in Elul? He said in Elul he saw in Rosh Hakodesh that the Satan was gathering these two huge sacks, all the terrible Averis that Klaeswell was doing. And they were, they were not having such a good year, Klaeswell, that year. And there was some really big sins. And he was gathering, and he was gathering, and he was gathering. And the name of the said, how are we going to handle? We're going to have such a bad gazero. Mm-hmm. And then it came Rosh Hashanah. And he came in front of Hashem. And he saw all this. It's Rosh Hashanah night. And he came in front of Hashem. And the Satan, Hashem said, okay, show me, show me what you got. And the Satan said, Hashem, I never had such big sacks of Averis. You don't understand how bad they are. Hashem said, okay, no, no, open up the first sack. So the Satan opens up the first sack. And instead of Averis coming out, hundreds of thousands of mitzvahs come out. And he starts going crazy. And he starts screaming. And he's like, this is, this is, somebody kidnapped me. Somebody did this. Who did this? And then he opened up the other sack and also full of mitzvahs. So he says, this is, I don't understand. I, I put Averis in these sacks. And Hashem says, yes, but when my children do tshuva me'ava, and they do tshuva from love, the Averis turns into a mitzvah. Look at what you're saying. Pitach saki. He opened up the sacks. But instead of Averis, mitzvahs came out. But to Azreini Simcha... And I was saved with happiness. Simcha is tshuva me'av. He loves us, Hashem. He's not punishing you. It's okay. You could, you could love him in the house. You could love him outside. With a mask, without a mask, doesn't make a difference. It's here, and it's in your heart. That's the prayer that we have to Hashem. And it's the same Hashem that he was last year, nothing changed. So I want to wish everyone an amazing, an amazing, amazing year for Klai Yisrael. And we should really see, and you will see, you will see, I'm not a Navi, I'm not Ruch HaKodesh, but you will see what's going on now in the world that we had the best Yom Kippur with Tavshin Pei. The best. Here, Shnas Freilach which means in Yiddish, happy. And a rabbi said to me, and if you think Tavshin Pei, Tavshin Pei Alice is going to be even more amazing. Tia Shnas Freilach, Amen. It's going to be an amazing year with an Amen at the end. Amen to everyone. I'm sorry I missed you the other day. I wasn't well, but Hashem gave me an amazing refuel. Bli Ayin Hara, Bli Ayin Hara, Bli Ayin Hara. I miss you guys. Um, but I made it to Hashem next year in the in the Azara of the Beis Hamikdash. Thank you. Good night. And see you. See you You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.